Hello and welcome back to another episode of the ATAR Notes podcast. I'm here this week with Jack, who's one of our Shoot Smart Shooters, um, but also, I guess first and foremost, a forum member of the ATAR Notes forums. He's racked up 300 posts, um, was also a member of the month earlier this year, and did extremely well in his VCE. Um, so Jack, welcome aboard. Maybe you tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, hi guys. Yeah, I'm Jack. Um... I graduated last year from high school, um, and I basically did maths and science subjects, and this year I'm now at Monash University um, studying advanced research science. Beautiful. So as you mentioned, this is your first year out of high school, first year at uni. Um, As somebody who did really well, maybe uh, can you give us some insight into how it is that you achieve those uh, ridiculously high schools? So did you have any particular like study techniques or coming up to exams as current E12s are at the moment. Is there anything in particular that you did that you think kind of pushed yourself above the rest? Uh, yeah, I think there are a few things. Um, one of the things that I think is really important that, you know, you can do throughout the year is making sure that you're organised. Um, so this doesn't mean just um, making sure you know when things are happening, um, but making sure that you're prepared for when they're going to occur. So I know that personally, I never really crammed for SACs or exams um, because I always knew when they'd be and made sure that I had started preparing um, well in advance so that like the night before a SAC or whatever, I could just kind of take, take it off, um, de-stress and make sure that I got a good sleep um, for the next day. Um, and the other thing that I think is really important um, is not only doing um, practice questions, but kind of not avoiding the, the hard study. I know it's really easy to kind of get into the loop of just kind of constantly the revising the things that you already kind of know, because um, it kind of makes you feel good about yourself while putting off the more challenging concepts or the things that you haven't quite learned yet. Um, I still struggle with that at uni um, still. But yeah, so I think it's really, really important to make sure that you you acknowledge what you don't know, and although it's hard, make sure you do everything you can to try and understand those things in a lot of detail. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and in terms of your own experience, how did you find kind of getting to the end of your VC journey and having those exams and graduation and valedictory if you had it and, and those kinds of things? Did you enjoy that experience or, or how did you find it? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a real whirlwind. Um, that last kind of two months of high school, everything just happens so fast. Yeah. So, so firstly, you come back term four, you'll have like two or so weeks at school. Um, and a lot of that is not, I, I mean, it's not really studying in those kind of couple of weeks. It's yeah. kind of like coming to the realisation that you're only going to be in high school or you're only going to be in school for another two weeks um, and kind of uh, organising presents for teachers and saying goodbye to friends and um, whatnot. Um, but yeah, after that, preparing for exams, I think that the main the main thing that I found helpful for me um, was just making sure that I tried to stress as less as uh, least as I could. So I tried to remain calm. I didn't cram nights before exams and stuff like I said before, um, and just kind of took the exam period off. Um, I had six exams in a row back to back, so it was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then a break on the weekend, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Hectic. So yeah, it was pretty intense, um, but making sure that I could mentally reset between each exam, it definitely wasn't easy. I know I didn't achieve it every exam, um, but trying to do that um, helped get me through that. Um, and then after the exam period, um, 
had stuff like um, graduation, um, which was great, um, and a nice way to end off the year. 100%. And I guess just on that exam preparation that you were talking about, there are many benefits of kind of being prepared. So not only do you feel confident walking into the exam, but because you haven't had to cram, you get better sleep and therefore you're better physically as well. So, so there, are, there are lots of different kind of aspects to that and, yeah, exactly. and benefits of uh, preparing well. Um, yeah, fantastic. So now that you are in uni, um, is it advanced science that you're studying? Yep. And, and what does that actually involve? Um, so the degree I'm doing, it's it's essentially a science degree, but with a focus on research. So um, first year undergraduates get opportunities to do research um, over the, the summer break. So there's a um, program run called Research First um, to help kind of get students um, a taste of what research is like, because obviously as it is with anything, it's really hard to know if you're going to like something if you've never tried it before. Yeah. And in science, uh, research is obviously really important, but most students don't normally get to start doing research till third, fourth year. Um, so it's a science degree with an emphasis on being able to build up those research skills early um, and all that kind of networking stuff with other scientists. Cool. Uh, and is that something that you kind of always wanted to do, or was it something kind of later in your year 12 um, career, if you will, that, yeah. that kind of came to fruition? Yeah, so I've always wanted to do science. Um, not sure where I wanted to go from there, but I went to a whole bunch of different open days, considered different science courses, um, and in the end, it came down to two main factors. Um, one, Monash was a lot closer to me than many of the other unis, and um, as, as I found out, I don't deal too well with large travel times, <laughs> um, so that's been nice. Um, and the second thing was um, that it seemed to offer opportunities that other science courses didn't. Um, so whether or not I'll end up pursuing research, I have no idea yet, but at least it kind of gives me that extra option um, to have a go at. Cool. Yeah, so, so you mentioned Open Days there, and we're going to have a dedicated podcast specifically for right. Open Days because they're really such a big thing yep. and they're coming up pretty soon. But do you have any advice for, I guess, current year 12, year 11, year 10 students on the importance or otherwise, depending on your perspective of going to Open Days? Um, I think, firstly, try to go to open days in early years if you can. Um, you don't want to have to be going to like six or seven open days in the middle of year 12. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard to line everything up. And also, um, quite a few unis will have their open days on the same days, so you'll kind of have to pick. Um, but if you can start going earlier, you might be able to go to, go to a few more over the years and figure out which ones um, really appeal to you. Um, in terms of their importance... I think most of the information, um, or a majority of it, not all of it, you'll be able to find online anyway. Yep. So I didn't find the actual information part too important. But what I what I really enjoyed was kind of getting the, the campus vibe of all the different unis. Um, so I was thinking about the University of Melbourne and Monash University in particular. Um, and I just kind of enjoyed um, the campus and the interactions that I was having on my Monash Open Day more than my Open Day at the University of Melbourne, which ultimately played a part in swaying my decision. Cool, yeah. Yeah, I think vibe is definitely something that maybe is overlooked a little bit in terms of the importance mm -hmm. of um, like finding the uni that's best for you. Yeah. Um, there's so much information that flies around in like Open Days and university booklets and stuff, but vibe is really intangible yeah, and exactly. something that you kind of have to experience for yeah. yourself, yeah. Cool. 
Um, so let's delve a little bit deeper into your, I guess, uni degree and, mm-hmm. and uni experience. Um, as the first year at the moment, mm-hmm. what are the biggest differences you found between uni life and high school life? Uh, I think the biggest difference um, that I found so far, and it's pretty obvious as soon as you get there, is that you're you're treated like an adult from the first day you started uni. Yep. You're no longer treated like a, a kid. Um, so it's a lot of kind of extra responsibility to make sure that you're aware of all the deadlines, um, of where you're meant to, meant to be, where you're meant to be rather. Um, and also it's up to you to kind of find those extracurricular activities as well. So kind of finding uh, and kind of researching what's available, what's out there, because you're not going to get everything fed to you through an assembly or something like that you might have at school. Um, the other difference for me was the transport time. So to get to uni, it takes me about 45 minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't have with school. I was only kind of like a 10 minute drive from school. Yep. Um, and it's not only just that travel time and then, oh, what do I do with that travel time? But it's kind of also like planning your days around travel time. Um, so there are only certain times that buses run and the traffic's better at some hours than others. So kind of planning your day um, around transport and around when you need to be eating, when you need to not be there um, was also a bit of a change, I found. Yeah, and just out of interest, what do you do in that travel time? Do you try to study or do you just relax? Uh, I think it. I think it depends on on what kind of day I had. So yeah. if I'm if I'm super tired, I don't find there's any point studying. I just yeah. put in some earphones, listen to a <laughs> listen to a podcast, yeah. um, or listen to some music. Mm-hmm. But if I've got an assignment due or I feel like I'm getting a little bit behind, um, and I haven't had too long of a day, um, I'll definitely do some light reading or catch up on lectures or whatnot. Yeah, it's my personal experience here. I had a similar commute to uni, so 45 minutes to 60 minutes, and I just can't do anything on buses or trains without feeling sick. Mm. Um, So pretty much every day I had that commute, and it was just kind of me time. Uh, But I think it definitely depends on the person, like how you plan your day and so on. And I think that's like another part of like the open day experience, right? Like once you, if you choose a university without actually thinking about how you're going to get there. Yeah. Um, it can be a nasty surprise when you realise that, oh, it's an hour and a half journey each way to get to uni and I'm not good at being productive on transport yeah, or so it's really draining. Or, yeah. So that's kind of another part of what we were talking about earlier, um, making sure you can get your transport situation arranged. You're listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. Have you found that your study techniques or study strategies have changed going into uni or have you kind of taken your year 12 strategies and maybe adapted them for uni? Um, so I think some of my strategies have, have changed quite a lot. Some of them have stayed pretty similar. Um, so in year 12, I like to write, I liked to write pretty extensive notes for all my subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, so reading a whole bunch of different sources, collating them into like a neat notebook and that kind of thing. Um, but in uni, I found that I just don't have the time to do it because yep. we're learning so much more content, uh, a whole bunch of different subjects. It's just too hard to keep up doing that. Um, what I have continued doing though is using flashcards. Yep. Um, so I like using flashcards as kind of a way to quickly be able to memorize things, quickly commit things to memory. Um, and I found that it's a very efficient process. Um, so even when you have more going on, um, so as you go further through education, you're learning things more quickly, um, having more efficient study methods. Um, those are the ones that I found that have stuck the most. Yeah, great. Uh, and your ATAR was... Very, very good. Um, don't recall it off the top of my head, but um, correct me if I'm wrong, quite high 99s. Yeah. Um, so obviously it did pretty well. Um, 
do you think that those flashcard techniques and stuff that you now use at uni would also benefit current year 12 students or do you think even those younger should start doing that or, or what's your thoughts on that? Um, I personally found flashcards worked for me in terms of being efficient study methods. Um, I don't know if it will work for everyone, mm -hmm. but I would encourage everyone to try and kind of explore and try to figure out what way that they can study that's both efficient and um, effective. So efficient in terms of being able to get a lot done in a small amount of time, but in effective in being actually make sure you're learning something and you're not just mindlessly reading something, not actually taking that, that uh, subject content in. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but did you use any study techniques that are maybe a little bit out of the box or unusual or something that you think maybe other students didn't or, or were you fairly uh, kind of by the book? Well, I had one... One technique that I haven't really seen anyone else do, I'm sure, I'm sure other people do, but I haven't mm -hmm. really seen it around much. And that was kind of like consciously writing down mistakes that I had made of thing, and also writing a list of things that I needed to be aware of. Right. Um, so I think a lot of students kind of think about these things. So they'll look through an old sack and they'll be like, oh, I've got to not make that mistake again. But I had like a list that I wrote out. And detailed all these all these mistakes that I made grouped in kind of like the area of, of study that they were for um, to kind of um, really commit it to memory that that's a mistake I've made in the past and I don't want to make it again. And then before exams or before SACs, I read through those mistakes lists and I found that it really reduced my chances of making those same mistakes uh, twice. Cool. And that was the subject by subject thing for you? Did you have like your own notebook or whatever for each individual subject? Uh, yeah, so it was it was separated separated by subjects. Yeah, just a, just a small notebook with just just jottering down things to yeah not not make mistakes on it. Yeah, cool. And and I'm assuming that that wouldn't really take too long. It wouldn't be too time no, burdensome. No, yeah. it's it's something that you can do um, continuously kind of throughout the year. Mm -hmm. But um, oh, one other thing I think that probably a lot of students overlook. Um, in a similar vein, is practice exams are, are really good, um, but it's also really important that you mark your practice exams properly. Um, so I, I've known a lot of my friends would do a whole bunch of practice exams, but they never really mark them or look back at them. I found it really useful to harshly mark them or to get a friend or a teacher to mark them if I could. And then from there, again, write down those mistakes that I made so that I was aware of them and so that I wouldn't make them in further practice um, exams and eventually in the actual exams themselves. Yeah, that's great advice, I think. And the analogy that I like to make here is imagine you're training for like 100 meter sprint, say, and you try all these different techniques. So different runners, different shorts, different time of day, different track and so on. And you get different results every time because there are different variables. If you don't kind of track what works for you, which is kind of the equivalent of marking the exam, then the whole thing is pretty pointless because some things are good for you, some things are bad for you, but at the end of the day, you're not going to know which shoes to wear or which yeah, exactly. track to use or whatever else unless you actually make a note of it. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of the equivalent of making sure that you mark those exams. Otherwise, the whole thing is pretty pointless. Yes, yeah, definitely. Excellent. Um, now, I mentioned off the top that throughout your own year 12 experience and I believe even as early as year 9 uh, you used to some degree the ATAR notes forums. Mm -hmm. uh, can you just speak a little bit about that for just 30 seconds about um, kind of the relevance of the forums or, or how you use them specifically? Yep, so um, 
I used them kind of more, I didn't use it so much as an active resource. I was a bit of a lurker, yep. kind of listening on other people's questions, read all the advice there. Um, so yeah, I just found it a good place to, what, what are other people asking questions about? What are other people thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, how do other people interpret this information? So I really enjoyed seeing how other people understood the same stuff that I was learning. Because um, often, you know, people understand things different ways and it makes it something easier to understand for you that you haven't thought about before. Um, but yeah, so I found that really useful, reading through all the relevant um, forums for the subjects that I was doing um, and the lecture series as well. So I attended that um, and I found those uh, not only kind of um, a helpful way to revise, but kind of just as a social thing as well. Just going with friends over the holidays um, being a little bit productive revising, but also catching up with them and doing something in the city. Beautiful, yeah. And now that you've graduated, you've gone back and written some really fantastic guides on like doing well in chemistry, for example, or, or getting that high eight, yeah. um, which, of course, we'll link in the show notes. And for those who don't know, um, I'm very passionate about the forums myself, yeah. but um, we have almost a million posts on the forums. Um which is a lot of posts. Mm-hmm. So VC advice, HSC advice, all free. And um, what we'll do is we'll also link uh, link kind of lists of our best forum resources. Yep. So no matter what subjects you're doing, you'll be able to find something there. Um, cool. So just to finish up, Jack, um, what's on the horizon for you? So you're just starting out uni, but um, do you have any kind of career aspirations or ambitions? Uh, I think the the immediate thing um, is to kind of figure out those career aspirations <laughs> yeah, and kind right. of figure that all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of students in high school worry about it, like, oh, what am I going to do at uni? I'm running out of time. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Um, some people some people figure it out. Some people won't. I'm still trying to figure out exactly yeah. uh, what I want to do. But yeah, it'll be kind of just narrowing it down to figuring out what I want to major in. Um, looking at exchange opportunities, um, all that kind of stuff over the coming years. Cool. Do you, do you have anywhere in particular that you'd like to go for uh, for exchange? Um, I think I'd like to go uh, Canada, I think, would be nice. I've been looking at a few universities there. Um, but, yeah, I'll have a look around, see see what I'm feeling like in a couple of years and go from there. Cool, cool. Well, hopefully we can catch up uh, in a few years through another podcast and we can talk about your exchange experience. But thank you so much, Jack, for your time. Um, And again, everybody listening, make sure you check out the uh, show notes to get those links. Thank you, Jack. Cool. No worries. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. For more free resources, hit up atarnotes.com.